you uh, you want some of that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <sighs> Do you ever like think right about right. reality? Yeah. Oh yeah, sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Like, what if? You know, our perception of reality is different from how things actually are. Right? Oh, is this like like how maybe I see a colour and you see the same colour, but you see a different colour when you see that colour? Yeah, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Although I heard they actually answered that now, and yeah. it's basically yeah, we do. I mean, short of like having particular differences with regards to like you know cones uh, and and rods and you know color blindness and such generally speaking yeah we 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 do seemingly see the same colors oh that's pretty cool to know yeah yeah. (laughs) no i was thinking more about like the whole of of reality yeah oh like living in a matrix and shit well a matrix or, or or anything, you know, what if, uh, you know, what if our entire existence was some kind of, you know, like a fiction? Oh, yeah, like, like we would just, uh, I don't know, just like some characters someone had made up for the, uh, for the start of a podcast or something. Yeah, like some kind of cold open, yeah. Yeah. And like... We, we literally just existed here. And we... we only exist here like we are you know i you know, i perceive you i perceive, I perceive you. you know this oh yeah uh, i perceive that do a good old perceive on that yeah hey, and you know i perceive you know cat sitting over there yeah and, but like you know ashtray and, and but stuff, like, but maybe we yeah. stop talking and we, yeah. we you know finish this and then yeah. we cease to exist maybe entirely we cease to exist entirely you know maybe this whole room doesn't exist and you know then i don't know maybe maybe someone talks about video games or or music or or like films they've seen or something i don't know i like the idea this seems a bit far-fetched to me yeah 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 Greetings, strangers, queer and pleasant. I'm not Laura Kate Magnetdale. I'm not Jane Harris Magnetdale. And welcome to another episode of Queer and Pleasant Strangers. It's a podcast where two queer trans ladies have a bit of a giggle and do silly voices and have a catch up about the media we've consumed in the week. Some of it we've consumed together, some of it we've consumed separately. That's just how it goes. Are you enjoying the fact that we had some rain? And the average temperature is now two degrees lower than it was yesterday. Um, there was some rain, and sure, it is two degrees cooler than it was yesterday, but it's also more humid, so uh, swings and roundabouts there. Mm-hmm. Yay. 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 And also the swings and roundabouts are wet. Yeah. So They're hot know. and wet. Hot and it's wet. It's a dangerous combination for a swing and a roundabout. Mm-hmm. You know what's not a dangerous combination? Us and talking about the things we've played in the week. 
Well, uh, what, 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 do you, what have you played? What do you want to talk about first of um, all? I mean, should we start with the one that I think has been both of our big games of the week? The um, big one. Yeah, we've both been playing a lot of Man. Cult of the Lamb. Yeah. Which uh, finally came out. Yeah. Um, I, I got review code uh, right around the time of, um, of, of recording last week and I hadn't really had a chance to, to dig into it. Bloody and... daddy. Oh, I know, I know. Um... But at this point, we've both played like twenty plus hours. I think. I think you might be in verging the... on that. Yeah. Yeah, somewhere in that sort of range. Um, for anybody who doesn't know, this is an adorable sort of two D cartoon art style game about a a lamb that is the last of his kind. The last lamb left alive because there's seemingly some kind of prophecy that a lamb is going to be instrumental in, and they're all being slaughtered. And the very last lamb is about to be executed. And is in fact well, well, is in fact executed and is brought back to life by uh, the one the, who waits. Yes, um, a demonic, um, Cat. yeah, a, <laughs> a, a, a monstrous being chained up outside of time that goes, "Hey, I'll bring you back to life if you start a cult in my honor and go on a quest to murder the people who chained me up here." And so now you're the world's most adorable old cult owner. Yay! Um, yeah, the game is like half. Action roguelike, half town management sim. Mm. Um, you go and do dungeon runs in a sort of like um, Hades, Binding of Isaac-esque way where you um, go get random weapons and random power-ups and beat rooms full of uh, enemies and pick up rewards along the way and try and beat the bosses. Yep. And then when you come back, you take all those resources and you try and keep all your little cultists happy and build up yeah. your, your little farm. And you make them beds and, yeah. and you feed them. And, and, and give them psychedelic mushrooms so that their faith in you will not waver. And uh, such. Because it's fun. Yeah, it's fun. Yay. Yay. How are you finding it? I have nearly finished it. Yes, you I are. I'm already thinking about playing another game of it. Because I started it on stream. Right. I didn't have the Twitch integration working. Yes. I had a lot of problem with that. It was the day of launch. Yes. And it seems like they had a lot of problems, which they spent a lot of time over the weekend fixing. Yeah. I hope that they are not working themselves too hard. Yeah. Because as I understand, this is a small, fairly indie team. Yes. Uh-huh. So, yes, appreciated that things work now, but also... Mm. Please look after yourselves. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did somewhat the opposite to you. I started on a solo playthrough um, because I didn't want to start streaming it before it was available for other people. Um, and then I started streaming it and now I have two <laughs> consecutive playthroughs. I have like a 20 hour... Uh, I have like a 10 hour solo playthrough and like coming up on 20 hours of uh, the one I've been doing on stream. You've been doing long streams. I've been doing some long streams. It is... For someone with ADHD, it's a real... It's one of those games that can be really hard to find a natural stopping point for because you keep getting a lot of, like, well, I'll just... Okay, I'll, I'll do... get to the end of the run. Oh, yeah, but now I need to feed people. Yeah. Well, usually it's on the farming bit where I, I find difficulty finding exit wraps sometimes where I'm like, okay, um, this will be the last thing I'll do. I'll um, I'll feed the villagers, get them all fed. That'll be the last thing I do. And then it becomes nighttime. And then I'm like, well, it's nighttime, so I might as well wait for morning and do the sermon. And then, oh, I've, well, I've done the sermon, so now I might as well set up everyone's jobs for the day and finish up. Set and... up their jobs? I mean, d it depends on the thing. Like, uh, go and check, say, the refineries and make sure that um, the that if I need to be refining materials, I've put them in there and they're like so that people can be working on right, it during yeah. the day check that um refineries are one of the things that need babysitting a lot more than most a little the bit. toilets initially the toilets initially um 
the um the stations that you build for mining wood and stone yes. on an ongoing basis initially need a lot of micromanaging to like yeah. check they haven't broken down while you aren't paying attention yeah. um things like that but like it's it's a real one of those games that like you go to do one task and while you're doing it and the next task you're going to do will naturally pop up and like it's it's a it's a real easy one to lose time to yeah Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. In, in a very good, enjoyable way, but I can also see how it, it's it's. I'm enjoying it a lot, but it's it could very easily become one of those ones where it's like, oh no, I can't find an exit ramp. Ah, stress. Yeah, I mean because of the heat, like Thursday night, I was already yawning before the stream had started. Yeah, I was like, well, I've got to do a stream. Need to, need to keep up with streaming stuff, and. We played through, I couldn't get Twitch integration to work, which felt like a bummer because you'd managed to get yours working earlier in the day. Yes. And I, I feel like maybe it had something to do with like the number of people, but I could not get yeah. it to work at all. I, I managed to get it to work like a few hours after the game went live to the general public. And yeah. it was like, I think it was once America got to its evening time yeah, it just on release day, it crunched the server somewhat. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I played through it like did a two and a half hour stream and then as soon as the stream was over i just lay on the couch and played about three more hours yeah it's it's real easy to play multiple hours and be like i feel like i've achieved a lot and simultaneously like i've not you know i i might have spent an hour and a half two hours of that in one go not even going on any dungeon runs just doing farm management yeah you got really into the farming stuff and i was mainly doing dungeon yeah. stuff so i was going like oh yeah i've just got to the 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 third world the sort of third set of dungeons and you were like oh i've i've got to the end of the first one i haven't gone into the second one yet i've just so, been farming yeah so you had all of this stuff unlocked your end and i had all of this stuff unlocked from the other side yeah it was it was a really interesting mix because like before even going to the second of the like four main worlds, yeah, um, I finished the first one and then went and like I completely maxed out all of the doctrines for my my cult. I um, I did so much stuff without going to the second area just because I got into a real loop of yeah, but I don't want to leave until it's perfect. And if there's things I could do to make my community nicer for my little collection of of, of animal people. I want to make it nice before I go. I want to leave. I want to leave them and know that they're definitely. I've definitely done everything I can to make sure they'll be okay when I'm gone. Both of us trying to be the nicest possible cult oh, leaders. Oh, indeed. And like, there is definitely degrees of like, um, even trying to play this as nicely as possible, you will still be complicit in some degree of. Um, I mean, you, there are there are power, power dynamic of, issues. Yeah, there are power dynamic issues. You were a power a power dynamic abusing um, cult leader, regardless. But like, hey. We don't need to have maybe the uh, fight to the death fight pit where I decide whether whether you're allowed to stop before one of you dies. Maybe I don't need one of those. I definitely didn't unlock that. <laughs> oh, that was one of the doctrine options. Um, I can't remember what it was. Uh, I, think where I turned it, came it down out. quite early on then. Yeah, it was one of the doc the doctrine options was like, hey, do you want a fight to the death pit? And I was like, no, thank you. I'll take this nice thing over here. Yeah, so there's like sixteen doctrines. No, uh, um, five, five. Uh, yeah, so it's five categories, and each one has four unlocks. Yes, and each of those four unlocks, you get two choices yes. to choose between. You have and a binary choice. Yeah, and generally, it's like one will be a little more iron fist, vicious cult leader, and one will be a little more you're trying to be nice to your community ish. Yes. Um, how many people have you sacrificed? Do you have a rough idea? Um. Uh, not many, and I've 
Look, I've only sacrificed people when there has been a quest where someone has gone, I, I, would, I would like the honor of being sacrificed, please. And I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, no, if that's, if, look, if that's what you want, I'm happy to respect your wishes and we'll have a big ceremony where we stab you to death and feed you to the, the tentacle Tentipaced. thing in the, in the ground. Yay! Tentacle hugs, woo! Mm-hmm. I've, I've tried to be a nice cult leader while still maniacally cackling about a hee-hee-hee, I am running a cult. I mean, I've, you know, I've done alms for the poor, I've yeah. given them their holy day, their, their yeah. holiday time. Uh, yeah, same. I, I, occasionally we all do mushrooms, but I like to think that that's just a fun thing that we all do together. Yeah. I mean, we, we in my community at this point, we're doing a lot of mushrooms. Doing a lot of mushrooms. Yeah, yeah. I have to go away a lot, and I want to make sure that everyone well, stays happy. Well, that's the thing. I, look, I, I like the knowledge that everyone will be fine until my return, and sometimes like, hey, look, I'm going to go away for a couple of days. You, Here's some mushrooms. Have fun while I'm gone. Yeah, because people get upset when I go away and I yeah. don't give them mushrooms. So if I just give them some mushrooms and I come back and they're still really happy. And it also saves me from like the, the inevitability of every single time without fail, the moment I decide to go do a dungeon run, the first room of the dungeon run is where whatever whatever elderly character that was waiting to die will go. Hey, I've died. I've died, which means everyone's going to be sad. This run, everyone's going to be sad, and I'm going to be rotting. Exactly, which is why I'm like, okay, well, at least they won't be sad if you're dead, but they're tripping. I'd done a really oh god, I know. I was like, can you imagine? <laughs> no. Oh, I don't want to see the rotting corpse. Uh... But yeah, it's 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 a real good game. Yeah, it's really good. I've I've enjoyed it a lot. I'm looking forward to playing more yeah. of it. I I was very excited for it, and it still managed to surpass my expectations for how much I would enjoy it. Yeah. I'm enjoying it. Like I had that little bit of fear of is it just going to be the gimmick and not really much substance behind mm. it? But no, it's it's it is a good game, like a mechanically good game in its own right, outside of the cute, adorable cult yeah. gimmick. It does a good crossover of, of the two things of the uh, dungeon running and yeah. the, the town management stuff. Yeah. Um, you, neither... can, you can do lots of customization of your village with yeah. all the decorative. Uh, as someone that has managed to get the Twitch integration working, it's been really fun, although it doesn't work for people who are watching on mobile, so I've done a little bit of manually integrating chat and using the, the built-in integration. Um, so... For people who are on desktop, there's a nice little overlay that will show up, yeah. and people can go, hey, enter me in a raffle, and they get to click on their screen to like pick their animal, pick what colour they want to be, pick their markings to join right. the cult, um, and they'll have their little tw- a Twitch icon and their name above their head while, while you play. Okay. Um, people on mobile don't have access to the interface, so what I've been doing is just alternating one raffle, one, hey... Um, on a system, are you on a mobile and not able to enter the raffle and you'd like to be a villager? Hands up, first come, first served, I'll make you a villager. Okay. And, like, asking them in chat, which animal would you like to be? What colour would you like to be? What design would you like to be? Cool, hit enter. Yeah. Um, but, like, the thing that I think is, like, that's been fun. The, the, the two things that I think are kind of more interesting are the occasional chat vote for whether something good or bad happens to you and what it is. Oh no. Um, and I think if you're playing with members of chat in the community, generally they will wish for good things because they want their villager named after them to be looked after well. I still remember the last time I played Dead Souls with Twitch integration and people were mean. People, people are mean in a game like that, but I think this being like, hey, I'm looking after you, cult cult members will start voting to look after you as the cult ah, leader. I see. Uh, it seems to be a thing. 
Uh, but the other one is you've got something to spend channel points on. Yes. The innumerable thing that no one ever has anything to spend on. Um, you can spend them to contribute to a little totem in the, like, the faith totem in the middle of town. Right. Uh, and it has a second bar that's a little purple bar that Is gets that for everyone up by or just the people who got uh, in? Everyone on Twitch uh, who has channel points can spend channel points. Um, I might have to come pop over and spend yeah. my 12.7k <laughs> uh, channel points. Um, and what you get for that is uh, once 10 people, and it's on a cooldown for the entire chat so it can't be spammed too much, okay. uh, but once 10 people in chat have done the, the, the reward and filled in the bar, which can take maybe 20 minutes, um, you get a little spin of a wheel and you get some resources or maybe a new character skin unlock early Ooh. or something like that. And you just get a nice little reward. And you said you found some of the DLC characters. Yeah, I, I unlocked one of the DLC characters despite not having the version with the DLC characters because I got a review code that was just the base game um, uh, from that spin, which was really nice. Um, but yeah, the the having something to spend channel points on that shows up on screen and fills up a bar and everyone gets a little reward when it fills in. Mm. It's just a nice little thing. It's a smart bit of integration. Yeah. Um, yeah, I am loving this game and I can definitely see myself playing a second playthrough after I finish this playthrough. <laughs> it's it's real good like that. Yeah. Also, I now know what everything does and how to prioritise getting to the bits of build I want. Yeah. And how to lay it out a bit. Yeah, I mean, my, my main thing that I'm looking forward to on a second run is um, getting all four areas open early, as early as possible. Yeah. And then making sure that I have... Because that will give me access to all the different vegetable seeds. Yeah. But, like, there were a couple of times when I was like, Laura, have you unlocked this thing? Because you've done so much already. I was like, can you tell me what this item is that I need to build I this like, object? I don't know fucking clue. Because I'd unlocked all these objects and they kept yeah. having things that I just didn't know how to access. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's just... Once you go in this level, that's just lying around like the bones. Yeah, yeah. Was well, like, I mean, okay. That was generally the thing that got me. I'm in the third area now, and the thing that would uh, push me forward into going to the next area was: Have I found a desirable upgrade for my community that I don't have the items for? Cool, I'll go to the next area and hope it's an easily found thing there. Yeah, for me, it was the grass composting bin. Yeah, and I was like, I really want this thing because that's like just a nice thing to be able to. Poop was a thing I was struggling with. I was deliberately pe feeding people meals that will make them shit. <laughs> because <laughs> yes. they, I didn't have enough shit to correctly, um, you know, deal with my farm. And the easiest things seemed to be just feed them shit food. Yeah. Feed them the shitty food. And stick around to pick it up for them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I have really enjoyed Cult of Lamb. And, yeah. Um, yeah I, I hope more people get to play it. Yeah. Uh, what else have you played? Uh, well, not much to say on this, but I'm still playing through Xenoblade Chronicles 3. I'm Ooh. over 100 hours deep into it now. I, I think I just crossed 105 hours. Content um, As far as I can tell, I have the ability to go do the end game. Oh, yeah. I think. I have an, er I have an area I can go to that sure seems like it would be the end game, although it might just be go, fail to do the thing, come back formulate a better plan and try again it might not be the uh, actual point of no return i haven't googled i i haven't googled to go is this actually a point of no return or not um and at some point i'll ask someone who's further ahead be like spoiler free is this the point of no return um but i'm currently working through all of the uh i've almost finished all of the quests for all of the party members to unlock their like increased level cap for their class and the thing i've been really digging about this is 
Uh, you were asking me about, like, uh, tutorials. Yes. Um, within 50 hours, the tutorials largely stopped, which for a Xenoblade game is fucking a miracle. Unheard um, of. Right? Um, but, like, yeah, all of the, the narrative... All of the core voice-acted side quests um, for things like uh, doing your loyalty quest for a party member in their class all tie into other side quests that have happened and keep sort of bringing, interweaving all of the side quests together in a way that's really interesting. Mm. Um, so like a really good example, I had a side quest much earlier on for one character where there was this whole thing where this this minor character was clearly keeping a secret from their community and the community was starting to shun them and we didn't know what to do about it. And then we had the loyalty quest for a main party member that went back to that side quest and was like, hey, let's go investigate what was going on with that. And it's a big, uh, whole big cutscene. But when you complete it, it opens up a bunch more side quests that, again, are tied into that big story story quest you just did. And it has a real good way of bringing you back to areas you haven't been to for a while to tidy up uh, cliffhanger threads that like were left last time you left. And then give you two or three new more quests for that area's community that feel very baked into what that community's about. and it Makes the world a lot more alive. Yeah. And I like that the side quests... The side quests aren't all presented to you all at once the first time you get to an area. Nice. Um, which is nice. It gives you reasons to go back. But the loyalty quests for the, for the party members does a really good job of, like, taking you back and forth around places to go, Hey... You might not have thought to come back here, but there are a few more side quests to pick up. Oh. Like it, it keeps bringing you back to areas from much early in the game to make sure you you catch the new content that's been evolving as the world's been changing. Mm. And a lot of the side quests are about like, hey, we didn't give you that side quest before because you hadn't unlocked this other community over here, oh. but now they have a dynamic and they interact in a certain way. Therefore, we'll unlock some new side quests okay. about what the world is like now that they both coexist and maybe have different aims or different goals. And all of the areas feel a lot more like they're parts of one big world and not like isolated towns that only care about their own isolated town and its happenings. Yeah. And that's really neat. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, I still need to finish uh, Xenoblade 3. I need to crack it out. I'm going to try and... Maybe maybe try and finish it this week while I'm on some coach travel, but um, I really like it. It might be my favourite Xenoblade game. I'm really digging it. Um, narratively, it's doing some really interesting stuff. It It's a little slow and a little linear, and it's opening like 10 hours. It's not bad during those like 10, 15 hours, but it is slow and linear, and then suddenly it becomes this huge thing that I'm really digging. Yay! So yeah! What about you? What have you been playing? Oh, well, not a huge amount. Yeah. Um, one thing I have been going back to a little bit, I did some more um, Vampire Survivors. Yes, I saw. You were having some very cool-looking runs. It's It's been a while for Vampire Survivors. Yeah. I've not really had a lot of time for it. Um, and also, I think, I think I might have burnt myself out on it a little bit, because I was playing it a lot, a lot. Yeah. And... I've got to a point where I'm good enough and I've unlocked enough things that like every single run is pretty much like unless I accidentally click on something I shouldn't have. Yeah. Every run is going to be over 30 minutes at least. Yeah. Every run is going to result in killing death. Yes. At the end. Like this just happens every single time. Yeah. But that's not 
always a problem. Yeah. But you can burn out on that, I think. Yes. Uh, like, I've made some very cool combos recently, yeah. especially with the, uh, I think, two most recent updates I'd yeah. missed. Um, so I'm enjoying the new stuff. With, there's now, like, a, a secrets book that will give yes. you hints about how to find things you haven't unlocked yet. Yeah. Uh, there's also an option for entering codes for certain characters. So yeah. if there is a particular mission you're struggling with, you could always just look up whatever the code is to unlock that character mm. and that seems to stay unlocked yeah. without you having to deal with um, you know, like sometimes it's like, oh you've unlocked the character but it's not going to stay unlocked. Yeah. We're not going to saving is disabled now. Yeah. Um, so it's been nice to do that some more of that, see some more of the content what, try out some more characters. Watching you play has really made me want to get back into playing some more of it, maybe when I take some flights coming up soon. I really like that game and I very deliberately like didn't binge through it all in one go because I wanted to I I knew I was at real risk of burning out on it and I was like I'm going to stop pretty pretty early so that next time I have a real hankering for it I can have a bunch of new stuff to do and a bunch of new stuff to find and like keep keep leaving myself lots of stuff to do every time I'm like oh I'm in a mood for it and then my super builds just like got you oh that build looks fucking gorgeous I the dopamine rush was <laughs> All real. The dopamine. Uh, so Remember I was playing uh, Mask of Red Death with um, eggs on mm-hmm. in the bone zone, mm-hmm. starting with the gold rush yeah. uh, um, arcana, and then getting both birds, yep. both guns, yep. uh, Gatti Amari, which is the cats, yep. Uh, leveling up the uh, guns and the birds until they fuse. Yeah. Adding the uh, laurel and the clock lancet. Yeah. Leveling all of that and getting all of the um, like extra items around the levels yep. of both rings and both arrows. And then as my second arcana, picking up the Gemini. Mm-hmm. So the Gemini uh, doubles some of your weapons. So you get the guns as so you get anti guns as well as your already fused guns. Yeah. So you have the swirly from the fused guns and the the four way yeah. diamond of, of bullets. Then you've got cats as well as the eyeballs because you've yeah. got the anti Gatiamari, and you get uh, a blue and a red bird. Yeah. As well as your green bird, which is the fused bird. The one I want to try next, but the problem is the character is really fragile, is Cosmo. Cosmo um, starts with all six slots open. Okay. But they also kind of have both birds already. Okay. So you can get duplicates of the birds. Okay. So you can still get all the power-ups from that. Yeah. But also you can get like a full set of other items. So you would have even more items And then all the extra stuff on top of it Uh, There is so much I haven't seen in this game And I'm so excited Have you been to like the 5th level yet? So now you I had... don't even know if I've... I can't remember off the top of my head if I've been so to the So you've got the, the green level that you start, the, yeah. the first one. Yeah. Then you've got the inlaid library, which is yeah. the, like, infinite corridor. Yeah. Then you've got the, the dairy processing place. Yeah, with the, the, the carts that move side yes. to side, yeah. Then you've got the gallow tower, I think. Yeah, the, the up and down tower, yeah. Then you've got the uh, weird outdoor type place with the um, stained glass windows. I don't know if I've been there. Like, there's a bunch of angels and stuff as, as enemies? I, I think not. Yeah. yeah, so there's like a whole extra level. 
since you last tried. That level it's, is hard. It's it's on the waiting list for when I have like I don't have enough brain, but I want to play something. I need a dopamine. Piece. Again, it might be good for flights. Yeah, I think it might you be. You got flights. You got the Steam Deck. Yeah, it might be the first. It might be the first flight I go take the Steam Deck on. Oh heck! Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what else have you played? Uh, the only other real thing of consequence that, that I've played this week is we played some more Clank Legacy. We did! With the, the people we played Clank we Legacy We finally with. had time to sit down and play some more Clank Legacy. Yeah, yeah. Bless them, the people who are in that have been like, do anyone organise some Clank Legacy? We're so sorry, we're really busy. Life is busy, we've been trying. And, we're gonna, and then one of them got COVID. We're going to try and play some more soon. Yeah. Um... But yes, I continue to very much be enjoying Clank Legacy. Um, yeah, we had, we've so done two more missions. Yep. One of which was very different to everything we've played so yes, far. Yes, it was a, a very unexpected diversion from yep. the norm. Made lots of uh, changes to the board. I can see how very customised this is going to be. It forced us to play in a very different way. Yes. Uh, I'm glad that everyone at the table was very willing to go, let's just fully cooperate and say fuck it to yep. beating each other out. Yep. Uh, let's not not be too greedy. Oops, we got too greedy. Oops, we got too greedy and all... Three of us died. Yeah. Only, I, only one of us got out. I'm, I was the only one that got out, and it was only because I deliberately stayed very close to the get back above ground line, because I was like... I don't, I don't trust this mission. It seems too dangerous. I'm going to stay here. I'm gonna I started with so much clank in the bank that I realised nothing was going to help. Yeah. So my mission was put as much clank in the bag as possible so that when I die, it will act as a buffer that, for everyone That else. is fair. <laughs> um, and the fucking narrative implications and rewards of that that oh, um, yeah. that mission were... It, it's one of the most interesting end of game in a legacy game mm. I think there's been in terms of the... We're going to have some like really wide-reaching changes mechanically that feel incredibly narratively justified. Um... And that, like, I had emotional attachment to some of the shit going down. Uh, There was one bit that involved um, a particular card we've been adding to for a long time. And And we were all like, oh no, what's going to happen? Yeah, the the fact that we'd gotten so emotionally invested in this card and then something quite dramatic was suggested about them. Like, halfway through reading the description of what was about to happen, we were like... Oh no, it's that... Oh, it's going to happen to that card, isn't it? Fuck, oh no. Yeah, we realised pretty quickly it was going to happen to that person. Yeah. Oh no. Ah, permanent changes. I I actually really like how it played out in the end, but it was was a very scary... It was a very scary prospect. It's like it's like when a re- like a devastating consequence happens to a D and D NPC. They're like, "Oh no, you're a fictional character. I have no control over, but I really care about what's <laughs> happening to you." I'm filling in that last line as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, no spoilers, but yeah, I have I've enjoyed that so far. Um, very enjoyable I'm yeah genuinely curious what that's going to be like to play as a standalone game once the yeah the missions are finished yeah cuz it is wild yeah the the sheer degree of uh, flexibility we've had over reshaping the board has been interesting yeah and we've only played one le- mission on the underground so yeah yeah There's still more um so yeah you play anything else this week um, yeah, we played Takenoko. That that is a game we played before. Yeah. It's about panda panda eating bamboo. Yeah, and we had a, a nice time playing with the pandas. Yeah, it's quite funny. The people who who uh, we played with were like, "Yeah, we played this," and as we went through, they realised they 
had been playing the rules wrong almost entirely. They'd been playing every rule. They'd been playing a little bit on hard mode. Yes, ever so slightly like weird or wrong, and um, yeah, we we just like, are, are you sure that's how? Like, should, could do you mind if I just sit on the rule book? I've only played this twice. <laughs> yeah, um, and they're just going, no, no, that isn't how it works. Yeah. But we had a very fun time. Yeah, we did. We had a great time. time. It was lovely. Also, it was really lovely to hang out because it's been yeah. a very long time. Um, and then we wrapped up the day with a little bit of uh, Jackbox, some TKO, some Madverse City. Oh yeah, <laughs> I I always enjoy them both. Madverse City in particular, I always find it very fun. I really enjoy it, but sometimes people just do not click with your rhymes. Yeah, you you have to play with the right group of people. Yeah, you have, to, you have to you have to play with people who are very okay to. Who are, who don't get paralyzed? Each other. Well, who are okay to diss each other and are not afraid to go? Oh shit! I'm backed into a corner. I'm gonna commit to. I'm gonna commit to a bad rhyme. Yeah. Um. Like I know some people will get very paralyzed by. Oh fuck! I, I can't make a good sentence. It's like don't make a good sentence. Commit real hard to a bad sentence. Like real lean into it. What well, I rhymed golden grams with kablam. <laughs> yeah, you did. You fucking did, and it was great. <laughs> oh. uh, yeah, it was really nice to hang out and play some boarded games. Yeah. Uh, have you played anything else? Well, I think that's it. I think that's the main stuff anyway. Well then, <gasps> time for this. As the Earth runs screaming into a climate apocalypse, retail therapy feels harder and harder to justify. That's why literally ones of people are switching to a hands-on hobby that will have you learning new skills and leaving you with a beautiful creation of your own making. Sign up today and build a guillotine, because it's one of the less messy ways of dealing with the fossil fuel industry. So you're out doing a little bit of shopping, just picking up some essentials for the week. Uh-huh. But you can feel the blood starting to race. Uh-huh. Your chest starting to tighten. Uh-huh. You can feel your breathing just getting a little bit quicker and more anxious. Uh-huh. It's not necessarily anything anyone's done, but suddenly you're feeling very surrounded uh-huh. by people. Uh-huh. That rising feeling of a panic attack. Uh-huh. And really, you just want somewhere safe and less sensory. Uh-huh. Try Flopverse. Uh-huh. Just set it up beforehand. It can be any colour you want, or no light at all. You can set the gravity so that you don't have to worry about any feeling weight of your own body. You can just flop in space or on a nice couch. We can put a couch in there if you want. And it's a nice safe space where time doesn't move. So before you know it, you'll have got over your panic attack and be ready to face the world. Oh. Flop first. It's there when you need it. Oh, just give me a second and I'm going to go slide into the flop dimension. What have you put in your eyes? Oh, we've watched so much Jordan Peele. We've watched a lot of Jordan Peele. No spoilers. We're going to stay very spoiler-free about Nope. But we saw Nope that came out. It came out like a month ago in the US. We somehow managed to avoid spoilers until it came out in the UK. Um, For anyone who doesn't know, Jordan Peele is the the person behind uh, Get Out and Us. He's very, very talented. One half of Keegan Peele? Yes. Uh, came from a sketch comedy background and then became one of the most, like, superb people in horror, completely, yeah. like, out the gate. His uh-huh. first film was superb. His second film was superb. Nope. Third film. 
very different, knocks it out of the park entirely. It's fucking great. I think, obviously, it's it's still got a lot of the things that you uh, expect from, yeah. uh, from Jordan Peele, but also, like, you can feel that craft evolving. Yeah. So, there's uh, spoiler-free things I will say. I think this is the the most he's ever leaned into mixing um his his dual skills of comedy and horror and the fact that both of those can sort of be interchanged mm-hmm. in effective ways because they're both about building up tension and releasing it at expected yeah. or unexpected times and mm-hmm. the way he will set up there was a few times in this where he would set up horror tension and pay it off with comedy or vice versa that I think he's uniquely very good at Um, it's one of his more simple initial premises but he uses that space like he executes it perfectly and still finds room to do really interesting lore stuff with the simple premise it it may start seeming like okay I get it. There's there's no big big t- twist to what you know. It's just this is what it is. But then he finds a lot of space to go. Yeah, but it's, it's, it doesn't work the way you think it does. And oh. uh, acting was top notch. Oh yeah, yeah, great great cast as always. Yeah, um, some just stunning effects. The yeah. sound design in that film is incredible. I I did not expect to get as attached to the supporting cast as I did. <laughs> the supporting cast are the kind of characters that could so easily be really throwaway nothings, and they they honestly were really impactful. Plus, this film worked extra hard for me because I'm scared of horses. That's <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, spoiler. I mean, it's, horses. Set on, it's set on a ranch. Yeah. Um, it is. It is very much a film of of two halves. And I understand why. I I feel like I probably I probably wouldn't have given the first half as much uh, confidence and benefit of the doubt as I did, if not for knowing Peel's earlier work and knowing the sort of level of trust I have. Yeah. Um, because I went in very unsure, like being like, this isn't quite what I expect. But that first portion is entirely, like, very effectively in service of a build-up. Yeah. And... An almost Lynchian build-up. Yeah. And it, 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 Lynch is a good comparison point, yeah. because, like... The, he likes uh, to dwell. Yeah, the early portion of this film really takes its time doing Lynch-style dwelling. I think where whereas Lynch spends a lot of time dwelling in metaphor and yes. uh, in, yeah. in in ideas and dreams, mm. this can can definitely absolutely oh, do metaphor. There are definitely some points of that, but it always feels like there is a more more of a payoff. Yes, like you might have to watch a, like seasons, years. Decades more Lynch stuff for a thing to finally pay off. Yeah, this, but this is like it, it will pay off yeah. before the end of the film. Yes, and the payoffs are are like very clear and direct. But it's like it's lots of, lot lots of getting you used to an atmosphere and a tone, and setting groundwork. Yeah. Um, to to provide a very effective, um, a very effective latter portion that can be stacked with very dramatic moments that have been very like complexly uh contextualized yeah it is it is a masterpiece of a film it's been a long time since i've been to the cinema with you 
where you have spent the last half hour of a film just sat there with your hand over your mouth just yeah. going, ha! Yeah, but again, I don't think <laughs> I'd have been like that if not for the first portion being the way it was. Yeah, absolutely. It it does what it does to get you into a frame of mind so that when it hits you with what it does later, it hits harder. Yeah. It's more oh, it's more impactful because it's spent so long doing what it's doing and not rushing itself. Hang on, this is not what I thought it was, but also, yeah. oh my god. It's, oh, it's so good. It's yep. so good. It is. Such, such good subversion of, um, it does a lot of very good subversion of the tropes of horror and uh, genre conventions of things like um, the rules, if you follow the rules of a horror, the the thing doesn't happen, or if you follow these rules of horror, this is supposed to happen. And playing around with that a little bit in well, nice ways. Yeah. yeah. I really enjoyed it, and it was it was another one of those films where we came back, we were talking about it all the way home, as as spoiler-free as possible in the, in the back of a cab. Yeah, being like, just in case the Texans... <laughs> just in case yeah. they're, they're interested, not going to say anything. Yeah. But, um, but they got in the door and were like, okay, let's get to it again. And we, and we, you know, we chat, I think we chatted for a good hour and a bit. Yeah. And then we sort of sat in silence for a bit while we mulled over our collective thoughts and then we chatted some more about it and we were still talking about it the next day. Yeah. And then we watched The Twilight Zone. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. the 2019 reboot of The Twilight Zone has got two seasons. That's that's Jordan Peele yeah. as well, and yeah. I was like, you know what? Fuck it, I tr- I trust you wholeheartedly. Uh, <laughs> also, Mr. I Peele. want more of your glorious horror. Indeed. So we watched um, two seasons of anthology sort of uh, mystery horror stories. Yeah. Not not always strictly horror, but sort of sci-fi sort of what thriller. if sci-fi thriller what if yes mystery conundrums. Yes, um, I feel like in both seasons they had the most fun with the finales. Yes, the finales are definitely where they let their hair loose a little bit. Yes. Um, And, like, there's a real mix of, like, from one episode to the next, what they're trying to go for, yeah. um, tone-wise, is yes. very different. Like, go into this expecting a collection of short stories that might not always 100% be for you, but you can admire the craft of each one and mm-hmm. how they yeah. sort of fit into this pantheon. Yeah. Um, like one of my, I think one of my favorites, the one that has really stuck with me a lot is the uh, one with the podcast. I was about to say, I was, I was like, is that going to be the one you bring up? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's somewhat similar to the premise of the welcome to night Vale episode. This is a story about you. Yes. Um, but in, it, it's, it's someone who has in got, third person. yeah, it's someone who's gotten on a plane found uh, an mp3 player in the seat in front of him starts listening and it's a podcast about the flight he's on um talking about how it's it, it vanished cr- it vanished uh and no one no one knows what happened to it and explaining the cast of characters around him and him trying to decide in what ways to act or not act on what on information that he he feels like is real but how do you fucking convince someone of that yep and how yeah it was a real good one, that. It's amazing. It is It is superb. Uh, there's, there's a few really stellar ones. Yeah. Um, I, there's a few really difficult to watch ones. Yeah. Um, I, I I think a lot about the, um, the, the very first one of season one, the comedian... Um, yes. Who... Uh, has to put themselves out there. Yes. Every time he tells a joke about a person he knows, that person no longer exists. Yep. Uh, and has never existed, yep. and 
how you deal yeah, with that. How you deal with that, despite the fact that suddenly your your comedy career is taking off in this sort of internal battle. Um, and your sort of morals of what you think comedy should be versus what is succeeding for you. Yes. Um, I, I imagine that came from quite a personal space. Yeah. Um, yeah, season one finale is a real... A real fourth wall break. In and a... I kind of want to watch the the first season right, again. Right, right, see, right. That. Yeah, <laughs> I want to see whether it it it, it was being honest about some of the allegations it made. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was a very effective fourth wall pull. Yeah, um, very well handled. And also, like, because every episode has like a pre uh, uh, um, in the next episodes. Um, sort of like preview thing yeah and I think it did a really good job in the previous episode of it is about this thing and then it <laughs> not being about that thing yeah was, was beyond the... minor tangent yeah was the season 2 finale the tardigrade one uh, no or... that was the egg everybody wants an oh, egg oh everyone wants an egg oh the everyone wants an egg one was really good it was really good and I love the the visual design yeah for um some of the um, characters in that yeah very very interesting critique of um the end point of materialism and yep. uh surviving like late stage late stage polished capitalism so polished uh yeah i really in in like a cross between i don't know like that's i felt like there was a certain almost um yeah. them vibe they live yeah. vibe um and Stepford Wives. Yeah. That sort of very polished suburban... Yes. Oh, there's a few others I really liked. I really liked the... Um, it was a heavy watch, but I really liked the time loop cassette... Um, oh, yeah. Rewinding cassette, yeah. Um, cassette yeah. player. Yes. Or camcorder. Uh, a, a woman um, uh, trying to get her son to college uh, and stopping into a diner for a... Yeah. For a nice bit of lunch, and um, this cop comes in for a, a spot of lunch and just takes offence to the yeah. fact that there are two black yeah. people in town. Uh, ra- racist cop doesn't like two black people, and time time loop mechanic as this woman tries to find the correct way to deal with tra- it. Trying to find a way to protect her son from having to endure... The experience of staring down a violent racist cop. Yes. And the difficulties of, like, what is clearly her increased lived experience dealing with racist cops in that area, and her knowledge of how far south things can go, how fast, Yes. versus her son who has never lived in what feels like it was the deep south, and has never lived in a place that has quite as big a problem of, do- of overtly racist Almost local cops. Almost certainly lives in a place where racism exists because it's America, yeah, but not but that degree he, of yeah. overt, um, aggressive... Yes. The the kind of place where, like, there, there are no body cam... There is no, like, streetfuls of people to ca- hopefully catch footage to fix it afterwards. Yeah, rural enough that they think they can get away with fucking anything. Yeah, that, that they are all in the more involved in... Yeah. yeah, and, like... Like, the difference between her response to the cop and her son's and how that sort of creates tension in these encounters And is... also that whole thing that um, you hear about, like, black parents having to teach their yeah. kids about yeah. how how to handle yeah. angry white and, people with guns. Yeah, and the fact that, like, I, I, 
I 100% empathize with why, in spite of having that talk, it could be really hard for someone like that son to sit and bite their tongue through the indignity of... Yeah, because why should you have to? Why should you you have to? to? But obviously the time group is is reinforcing, like, the mother knows exactly how bad the consequences can be if you don't play nice for the fucking racist cop. Yep. Like, it, it is a heavy watch, but it's fascinating. Yeah. The other um, super heavy watch that I really struggled with was um, The Day Men Got Violent. Yes. Um, and I, I know you're going to complain about it. Uh, for that yeah. One line. I, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I, I, I put put it that that, that character who said those yeah. things was theorizing so, in the dark. I, 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 I can see why. So I, I agree you. with you. But a human being still wrote that as the only proposed explanation, and therefore, to me, it suggests that uh, the, the writer still felt for the fell for the tropes that everything in this genre does, and it still annoys me, regardless of whether it was confirmed fact or the only presented theory. I was so I was waiting, holding my breath, going, "How long is it going to take?" And it happened about um, twenty-five, thirty minutes. Yeah, the they held off on it longer than I expected, but you know. In, in a in, yeah. in an hour long uh, show, yeah, about I mean, halfway. Honestly, that's about the biggest critique I had across both seasons, and it yeah. didn't ruin that episode for no. me. It was like it was okay. You you did age. You did, you fell for a bit of a trope, but it's I think I think that was for me the way I imagine a lot of black people will watch the episode with the cop. For yeah. me, it was the this is the fear I have daily. Yeah, of yeah. What if what if man who is bigger and stronger than me is emboldened? Yeah. Just is emboldened enough to just I want mean, to end me for no reason. I mean, good that's reason. the thing: is both of them are at their heart stories about um, being put in a violence. position where um, usually white men are emboldened to violence against yeah. specific groups, and yeah. how that plays out. It was a it was a very interesting one, though. Oh yeah, um, I think it's a really good episode. Yeah. But like the and and. As as with all of the Twilight Zone yeah. stuff, it's making a very interesting critique. Yeah, especially like the very end of that episode, yeah. because the the actual conclusion of it is way worse than yeah. what, what, what you're led to expect right. throughout it. Like yeah. it, when you actually get to the conclusion, you're like, oh 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 fuck. Yeah. Um. And, and like here's the thing. I, I might not always agree with the conclusions that, that some of the stories come to, but I largely think they provide very interesting thought fodder and yeah. are like, you, you've you gone out on a limb to tell a story that isn't afraid to uh, commit to a perspective. That's a series that if it was on something I had access to, I think I would want to watch it weekly. Yeah. Because having that okay, we watched an episode, now we're going to sit and digest it. Yes. As opposed to, and we're just going to sit and watch 20 I, straight yeah. episodes of I show. wouldn't be opposed to re-watching some of the individual episodes again over dinner at some point, yeah. and just going, let's just take that one in tonight. Yeah. Um, I really liked, oh, sorry, I keep thinking of more ones oh, that I yeah. really enjoyed. Um, The one with the, the alien in the basement that starts... The tardigrade, um, yeah. Yeah, the tardigrade, the big tardigrade that starts looking like um a, a set of parents... Um dead daughter yes and starts talking with her voice and talking about things that only she should know yeah and the the sort of conflicted response of how to deal with that and um the way that unfolds is fascinating yeah like the 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 final outcome of that is another one of those like it's fascinating 
slightly moral conundrum-y. Yeah, weirdly, it, it was a lot more optimistic of an ending than I yeah. expected. I don't all have to be dark, yeah. but, like, just weird. Yeah. Oh, the other really good one was the sort of uh, bottle episode, the um, the the Mars mission. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So a bunch yeah. of people who were on, like, the first settlement mission to Mars, they're going to, like, live on Mars, uh, or, like, like, go land on Mars properly as humans. They're and in the ship. They've taken off. They're red- well, they're, they're yeah. like, doing the countdown for takeoff. Yeah. They're, they're mid-takeoff. They can't really commit to not doing this. And the news comes through that... Um, was it 50 ICBMs have been launched? Yeah, that basically the basically nuclear, like, mass-scale nuclear war on Earth has begun. Yep. And they have to commit to, do we go or do we turn back? And they commit to going and go on this, like, mission to Mars where they may not have a, a home to return to. There may not be Earth anymore. There may not be anyone following them. Yeah, there may not be anyone coming to, like, to come help finish building the colony. And the stress that that creates in this very lengthy journey. Yes. And the paranoia that it breeds. Yep. And yeah, it was a fantastic character acting one. Yeah. Like the performances in it were real good. Oh, yeah. Um, and like all the, the questions that the crew are asking themselves. Yeah. Are just like, I mean, that's a good point. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> it's. Oh, there are so many good episodes yeah. in this. It's such a good series. Yeah. It's kind of, like, it was weird. And the way I'm from Nope, I was, uh, and recently I'd actually been thinking about watching original Twilight Zone. Yeah. And then I was like, on the way back from Nope, I was like, no, I'm going to want to watch, I want some more peel. Yeah. And I'll say, like, I don't think these are, there. there is definitely a slight difference in, like, the, the, quali- uh, the, the quality of the stories compared to, like, some, some of Peel's, like, feature-length movies. I imagine oh, budgetary concerns. Well, that's it. I feel like that. part of it is budgetary, I imagine, and part of it feels like it's probably the schedule they had to be farmed out on. Yeah. And the the specific... Like, they had to fit to a certain length. And yeah. as such, some of them will, like, end a little abruptly or will sort of... Like, there's, there's a couple of things where it's like, okay, you've had to you've had to wedge this story a little for the time slot you've got. I think but sometimes like, that helps because it, it leaves you with questions. I, and I, uh, that's... Why I think I want to, yeah. you know, do the I, whole let's have conversations yeah. about it, and, and I think for, it I think for some of them it works. I think for some of them it's like this story could have done with like ten more minutes, mm. but like, uh, in in that is a criticism in regard, like in comparison to the flawlessness of his uh, movie length work, where yeah. he has the budget and the discretion on length, mm. and you know that that is that is more an accommodation for TV matter yeah. than. Peel has done less good work here, mm. I think. Mm. Um, because, like, yeah, it, it is very hard to, to turn out a anthology of this many stories in just a couple of years yeah. and have this consistent a level of quality over such a wide range of topics. Yeah. It, it was... It was really good. I really enjoyed it. I am curious mm. to see if they will do more with it. Um, I mean, I don't know. Are we going to yeah. get a series this year? Because it was, like, 2019... I'm guessing the following series was 2020. Then maybe we would have had like a pause for COVID. Maybe pause for COVID Will and or pause more? for um for Nope. Pause for Nope. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. When like I can imagine director producer is uh, yeah. off doing a feature film. Yeah, I would certainly take another season. Oh, I just remembered another good one. I really like the one about the traveler. 
who shows up in the jail. Oh, yes. Yes, the mysterious, the mysterious person who just shows up in the jail one night and... A traveller. Yeah. Uh, uh, Mr. A, Mr. A. Traveller. Yeah. Um, again, one that was really carried by... It's full of red herring. Yeah, it was very much carried by it, by that performer. Um, his performance really held, like, held the whole thing together yeah. and propelled it. That was what, Stephen... Uh, Stephen... Uh, Stephen... Stephen Yoon? Yoon. Uh, Stephen Yoon, I think. Yes. But, oh, so good. Have you watched anything else this week? Um, I watched a two hour and 48 minute video about Jordan Peterson, which has made talking about Jordan feel really difficult because I yeah. keep accidentally saying the wrong Jordan. I think I think everyone's been there. <laughs> this this was the, uh, some, the good some, one or the evil one. Yeah, this was the some more news episode. This was the some more um, news episode about uh, just a yes. very concise, very short piece. Very about, short. Very short <laughs> two and a half hours. About just all that is Jordan Peterson. And I, I knew a lot of it. Yeah. But like in context and some of the bigger stuff, like I had no idea. I just... Yeah. Wow, it's, it's a very good wrap up on a very terrible man. Yes, um, who has had a horrifying impact on so many young people. young men. Young men. Yeah, it's it's a very interesting, if intense, watch in places. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it is also concerning, like the kind of people that I've seen, like yeah, starting to talk about stuff like this, like I. Please, okay, I absolutely have to get you to explain which side of this you are on because our yeah. friendship absolutely 100% yeah. depends on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> ah. uh, but yeah, uh, there's not really a lot to say about that. John Peters an evil. Indeed. Uh, John Peel, very, very good. Yeah. <laughs> well, what about you? Have you watched anything else? Uh, the, uh, the main other thing I've been watching... Oh, you've been watching a very long I've been watching a very long documentary, which I learned today is the second very long documentary this person has made, and he's got more very long documentaries oh, on this right. coming. I, was, I thought you were going to say the second one about the no, subject. Well, uh, well, well, no, I mean, well, about Lost. Oh, they're both about Lost. Yeah, they're both about Lost. Well. He's got more Lost ones coming. So on the YouTube channel Billiam, um, I watched Lost, TV's Greatest Mess, which is apparently, from what I can tell, his second Lost um, documentary, um, style video, uh, video essay. This one is six and a half hours long. Yes. And it is largely about seasons two and three of Lost. Right. Um, so the, I jumped into this, like, it, it was a self-sufficient thing that, like, I jumped in without having watched the previous one. But it's talking largely about, like, the, the situation of how, um, over seasons two and three, Lost had both its sort of real explosion in popularity and had a real big change on the way tv was being made and produced right. but also the ways that um a lot of the criticisms people have of that show are born out of the way season one uh the way that the showrunners were treated after season one and the way that they were sort of shoehorned into making seasons two and three by the not... public or by the, the yeah um so the the, the, the summarized version is uh, Season one was all that Lost was ever really meant to be. It was meant to be a one-season show that got way popular than it was more popular than it was meant to be because the heavily serialized um, sci-fi but with a grounded drama um, structure really struck a chord. And yeah. the network basically went, this thing is like 
the biggest TV show in the world. This is um, Gold Dust. It, go. It is more. Gold Dust. It is. It, it was like it, it eclipsed by like a factor of a hundred to one the biggest show they'd ever had before in terms of views. Okay. It was like network defining. Yeah. And as such, they were like never stop. Never Print stop. More money. Print never more stop. Money. Um. And it was this like like after season one happens, there becomes this like big war between the showrunners and the network where the showrunners. From the second season two began, they wanted to pre-agree to an end date for the show. They wanted to have a set number of seasons, a set end date, so that they didn't have to stretch it out, could know how long it was going to be so they knew when to give specifically give working answers. towards that goal rather yeah. than... And, like, the network was constantly um, pulling them along one season at a time. Um, every time the contract negotiations came up, the network was trying to offer the showrunners more money, and they were like, no, we we don't want more money. We want you to let us end it. And the network being like, we will not let you end it. And some of the structural stuff that does with, say, season two, where season two introduces a bunch of new characters. Season so that, two is the rear half, right? Yeah, you get a lot of stuff with the rear half of the plane. So, like, it introduces a big batch of new characters, so it has new people to do flashbacks for. Mm-hmm. Um, it introduces and answers some new story, uh, like, some questions. But it also, like has to keep setting up new mysteries because they are not allowed to end it. And you you watch how sort of seasons two and three, like a, a bunch of problems come out of that, uh, that adding of new characters in that you start getting fan favorite characters from earlier seasons sidelined, which then leads to things like actors wanting to leave the show because they've had to move to Hawaii for the shooting schedule because the writers are writing it as they go um, in some regards and don't know when they're going to need certain actors, so you've just got to live in Hawaii, and we might not use you for several episodes at a time. And actors being sat around going, I'm getting paid, but I want to be doing something, like a project where my character gets to be regularly doing things. And that leading to, like, some of the characters that leave the show, it's because they they are not enjoying being sidelined and no longer being main characters in favour of new ones being added in. Um... It leads to like there's a, there's a bunch of weird and fascinating problems that start coming out of that. Um, this documentary talks a lot about like season two really being where the um, theory crafting community around the show starts to explode, and the weird situation the showrunners were put in where they were like the lo- they wanted to start giving answers that would start curtailing some of the fan theories, but the uh, the network are like. No, don't give answers because maybe that's the mystery that's keeping them watching. So don't, you can't tell them anything. And this weird back and forth that led to like, at the end of season two, the showrunners were like, okay, we'll do season three, but we're leaving after that. Because like, if you won't give us an end date, we're leaving. And the network call basically call their bluff going, yeah, but we we know that you're not going to leave this in someone else's hands because you don't want your legacy to risk going bad so you'll stay you'll you'll stay and you'll keep making it forever because <laughs> at least you can do your best to keep your baby good <laughs> and like this all, this all big complicated mess of things but it's also a big retrospective on those seasons and a bunch of the plot points and how like character stuff from those seasons built up and paid off or in some cases didn't pay off it sort of looks into the character deaths that happened and the ways that they did or did not benefit the show like um some of the some of the things are like boom dying in the season one finale um 
only happened because when the show got big in season one, the showrunners uh, were forced to say up front, someone's going to die um, because the network made them. And then they were like, OK, we're going to kill someone off. Who, who can we who can we kill off and have the least impact? Networks just destroying yeah. all kind of drama yeah. and mystery. Yeah, it's a really interesting watch that I've been watching in like little batches. Yeah. I've, I've watched about four hours of it over a week and I've, I've still got a, a bunch left from, from where you've been watching. It. Yeah. It's it's been a real neat watch. Yeah. Um, I don't usually finish big things of this length on YouTube, but this one's I keep coming back. I, on the other hand, have watched that explaining Twin Peaks thing twice, plus a bunch of other very long explaining. Oh, Twin I've Peaks watched videos. I've I've watched the, the explaining Twin Peaks one at least once. Uh, it was very good. Um, yeah. I've also seen someone's response video to that yeah. one. It was like an hour and a half long. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, usually I'll, I'll sometimes do like hour, hour and a half um, big video essay stuff, but six hours, I got the ADHD, I'll forget to come back to it. Right. That's the problem. You do it in one go in hyperfocus or you don't do it at all. <laughs> well, exactly. And I can't hyperfocus because I got so many other things to hyperfocus. Yeah. Mm. Uh, what about you? You watch anything else? Uh, it's not been a watch heavy week. I mean, I suppose it has been. We watched two seasons of... Two of, seasons of a, t-shirt, a TV show and a movie. And a great movie. Well, yeah. And we played some board games and watched uh, played yeah. some video games. I think I think they did all right for content this week. I think we did. Well, then. <gasps> Time for this. Oh, Lord, got a new sponsor. Who's our new sponsor? Well, do you have... To write an essay of some sort? Oh, very frequently. Do you have to get it in at some sort of time? Uh, usually so, yeah. Yeah, and do you struggle getting the essay done? I mean, sometimes I just, you know, I stare at a blank page and I'm just like, I have no idea where to start on this. I, what am I even doing? Where am I going to get 100,000 words from yeah. an hurry? Where am I going to find the motivation, the, I don't know, the... the focus. Ability, yeah, the, the, the focus, the ability to get started, the ideas. Where am I? I'm yeah. gonna do that. I, the, the energy. Yeah, I'm just a little me. I, the pain-free I, day. I can't. I can't get a, do a, do the essay, but I need the essay to be done though. But what if you could? Well, then I would do it, I guess. Okay, and that that you that had done it. Why? What? What if? What if there was a way of getting that version from them? Oh, we took in. We took the multiverse shit. Exactly. Fun. Yeah. This week's sponsor is interdimensional essayprinter.lol.net. Okay, tell me more. I'm intrigued. It's like I said. You get. You find the universe where you've done the thing. You fi- find a universe where I had the motivation and the focus to do it. Yeah. yeah. And then you just print their essay. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. And then I have the essay. That's actually the essay. Yeah. You, ha- you have the essay. Yeah. Yep. Okay. This seems this seems like a no 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 issues very good product. Well, not for you, you. It's Wait, so what? good. Wait, what? What? What about not me? Me, who wrote the essay? There is a, okay. There is a little. There's a little bit of a just a tiny thing of the clause. Uh, you will will be um, stealing rather than pirating. Oh, so you will be taking the original. Well, I mean, they wrote it once. They know what they wrote. They can write it again, maybe. I mean, they seem like someone who's motivated and exactly. skilled. And... Not like, not like me, you know, stealing an essay from other universe me. Plus, you know, they're they're probably the kind of people that have saved additional drafts somewhere. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I've, you know what? I've just tried it out. It seems to be working. Where, where did the one I print out went? 
Oh, I'm reading the fine print. There also some there does also exist a uh, printer that will steal essays from people who stole them from people who wrote them. I mean, across the multiverse feels reasonable. That feels reasonable. I, I mean, I read the first paragraph before it went, so I I, I know where to start now at least. Okay, well, that's something. I'll take that. Yeah. Good luck next to me who stole it. Hopefully you get further than the paragraph in. Cool. I will let you get on with with the, the essay because that's a the. Well, I have the. I have to start now. That's that's okay. That's more than I had before I stole it from better motivated me. So okay. Well, let me know when you're done, and we'll get on with the rest of the podcast. Inside the boardroom of Supremacy Software. Hi. Hi. So, uh, you know that uh, that other uh, that other company that makes games. Yeah, they won't even stuff. let us buy them out. I know the uh, the one with the with the green logo and the console and whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know they got that. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got that. Uh, you know they got that streaming that uh, that subscription service where you get a bunch of games and yeah, you know yeah, yeah, in for a relatively small amount of money. Small amount of money. You don't own the games, yeah, but, but you, like, you get access. You know, to you games. get to play all the new ones the day they come out. And yeah, like, you know how we try to you know set up a competitor and yeah, with what, all the loot boxes. The, the one where like you know it isn't as good and it's the same price and you don't get all the day one games and like it's it, it, we, look. Let's be honest, we made current and we have we, found ways of you know monetizing yeah, it. We, even we made the shit version of their one. Yeah. Yeah, so we made the shit version of their one, and that is having the uh, the impact of uh, some people are going to theirs and not ours, and I... What? I know, right? I know. And I, I've been trying to think of creative solutions for, uh, for fixing this problem, because, you know, the obvious answer would be spend more money, you know, to, to get more games on our service, so ours is better, but... Right, right. You know, that's just what they expect. That's, yeah. You know, they probably got a contingency plan for that, so, uh... Yeah. I mean, I mean, blue sky thinking. Right. What if we mm-hmm. paid money to developers to not put their games on the other service? What if we paid to make the other service shittier? Right, and they're, they're, they'll put their games on our service, or... I mean, question mark, maybe. We, we're not right, paying them right. to do that. We're paying right. them not to give them to them. Okay. Because, like, look, if we... If, 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 look, making a good service is hard. Sabotaging someone else's good service, I reckon, might be easier. You are a fucking genius. I know. So, <gasps> what have you put in your ears? Oh, not very much this week. Yeah, also not very much. It's been a very light listen week. It's largely been a week of listening to music I've already listened to in the past, but I happen to like. Yeah. Time for this. Uh, Right, 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 right. So, so, we're running out of things to put on the front of the newspapers. Right. We blame the migrants for anything this week. No, no. Well, we blame the migrants for everything this week. We blame, we blame the poor for everything. The weather. Yeah, we blame the weather for everything. Have we whined about Diana? Oh no, we've already done that more than a lot of number of times. I think it must be time that we must do some complaining about other things that are the trans's fault. Again. Oh, I love ripping on the trans. Oh, I try and do it at least four times a day. Exactly. <laughs> what what uh, what what abstract things can we blame on the trans's this week? Um, they are taking all of the board games. There's no board games for anyone else. They've got them all. Oh, I see. I see. Um, well, I heard 
that uh, the rail strikes are actually because trans because trans people. Ah, I mean, uh, you, you can't get your train right now. It's not makes because sense. of workers' rights. It's Tra- because you know trans- how the, those transes love the trains. Trans on trains, yeah. Trains, right, Tra- yeah. trans on trains is about is is blame the transes for the right. strikes. Ah, uh, well, and of course, uh, I suppose. While we're on the subject of strikes, what about the nurses' pay? They've been eating all the nurses' pay. Uh, what? They've been literally eating it, shoveling handfuls of money into the trans' mouths, and that's why the nurses Depriving the NHS. Oh, we can't pay the nurses. The trans has ate it all. They made a money ragu, and they've eaten all of the money. There's no money left for anyone. So (laughs) next time you're thinking about poor student nurses and their loans and their debts and all all that, that's even... All gone. Oh, yes. Yeah, well, you, you know I've never seen a unicorn in real life? It's because the trans has killed them all off. Hunted them down Hunted them their, their horns. Right, exactly. Right, Hunted yeah. them down for horns, for yes. pro- probably for the trans men to use probably, down there uh, or something. Well, I mean, what better fallow than a... The... Unicorn, but that's what? why all the unicorns are dead now, you see. Yeah, well, yes, of course. Uh, well, I mean, that seems perfectly reasonable to me. I... Indeed, I, I reckon we run that on the front page of the paper tomorrow and never leave it up. Uh, the energy crisis, what about that? What oh, the energy that? crisis, um, the... the, the, the the transition machines use a lot of energy, and that yes. uh, being trans requires you to be plugged into a wall to power your transness, and that's the cause of the energy crisis. I mean, there are all the streaming and the cat girl stuff. Oh, it's yes. got to require Cat ear headphones use so much energy, that's the reason for the crisis. And all that RGB. Oh, goodness, it's, it's, it's got to be burning the planet alive, yes, yes. you see. Well, I was on the subject of, of burning the planet alive. What about uh, the, the reason for climate change? Hot flashes. Oh, I see, I see, I see. They're having to stop their hormones before surgery, and that's, and that's causing hot flashes, and that's what's uh, causing the climate temperature to rise. Oh, yeah. Uh, Nothing to do with the hot flashes. I reckon that this lot of stories will last us, what, until the end of the week, I reckon? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's uh, Tuesday now. I think we'll probably need some more by about Wednesday lunchtime. Well, well I'll always take an opportunity to do more uh, blaming things on the trans. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> trim on some stuff. Hi there. Are you having trouble with your straight mono relationship? Take advice from me, a polyamorous queer in a successful marriage, and try honest communication about your feelings. I know, I know, you've spent years just talking about the old ball and chain, or just slagging your partner off to your friends down the pub. But honestly, that's not helping, and it's certainly not healthy. No balls, no chains. Okay, maybe some chains. Do you know what I want to see more of? What do you want to see more of? Social justice warriors. Social justice warriors? Yeah. Alright, Larry. Alright, Larry. How you doing? Oh, mate, he's still getting to me. I am not built for this weather. I'm not. I'm not built for this on a consistent basis. No. Uh, you know, a couple of more days, but yeah, when it drags on, it gets a lot. Yeah, I mean, I exist ideally between twenty-one and a half and twenty-two and a half degrees Honestly, at all times. Yeah, and you know, like. It's 25 high the 25 is like that's on the hot end you start going above that for a couple of weeks and I'm like oh that's a yeah. lot oh. well I, 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 I've been thinking about a thing yeah, this week yeah what have you been thinking about oh uh, yeah I, I, I've been uh, 
thinking about the the, uh, the the choices people try and make to try and be ethical and now oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know and and how that's sort of different depending on on where you're coming from as a person yeah, you know, what, find what is... a reasonable energy supply yeah, that sort of yeah. Thing. yeah it's like you know it, you know there's a lot of things in an ideal world you know i would i would do and there's a lot of things that i personally do do because i'm like you know i've got my moral line that i can have yeah, around yeah, certain yeah, yeah. things you know i won't uh you know good there example. is no ethical consumption under capitalism you know yeah. we do have to survive and also don't be an asshole as yeah. much as possible but it's like you know there, there are some things where it's like oh, I'm in a bit more of a position to make some of those choices than other people it's important oh, yeah, not to absolutely. judge other people who can't make the choices you can oh yeah exactly like, you know a lot of people uh, understandably very anti-Amazon yeah but for you know for people who are you know not able to get out of the house yeah. very yeah. often or, or even at all yeah. you know having that level of diversity of product delivered yeah. straight to your door Sometimes within twenty four hours, you know that is, you know that is a lifesaver. I imagine exactly. for a lot of people Bro, in that sort of situation. Yeah, Amazon's a good example because like yeah. a lot, of, you've got a lot of disabled people who maybe can't go out and get those things that can get them delivered to them. Uh, yeah. on, a, on an urgent sort of timeline basis yeah. you've often got things like people who are working throughout the hours that shops would be available and then child caring outside of that yeah, and, yeah, yeah. or people in various financial situations who rely on Amazon's monopoly to actually be able to afford things in some yeah. cases yeah. and you know uh, those are all things where I'm like, you know, I I would not I, I try and avoid uh, Amazon where I can but also, you know, sometimes need needs must and you know it's important to not be hardline about people's needs and go like, yeah, look, if someone is doing something more frequently than you that you think is unethical, bear in mind their situation might be different. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we, we try and do our best. Yeah. You know, you don't... You try, and and you, you advise other people yeah. about things, you know, maybe if they aren't aware of a certain situation, by all means. But, you know, yeah. don't get preachy and, yeah. you know, don't... Look, don't don't you know yeah. chastise someone who has no other option. Like is is one I think about a lot. Yeah. Is um you know I try not buy I try not to buy uh, Ubisoft video games because yeah. uh, like they got some pretty shitty stuff going on with their company, some yeah. pretty abusive stuff, yeah. and uh, you know. I'm in a position where there are a lot of video games I can play that they do not produce, and that's fine. Yeah. But I also know that they are one of the best accessibility companies in video games right now. Yeah, and I've heard good yeah. stuff they've been doing a lot, lot recently. Yeah. Yeah. They're up there with Sony being like one of the better, more consistent AAA ones in that yeah. space. And like, I don't blame any disabled person whose uh, specific disabilities limit the the range of games they can play who goes, you know what? Ubisoft is one of like two companies whose games I can play. Yeah. They're bad company, but I I want to be able to play someone's video games, and they're yeah, at least you know, catering to I my have, disability. You know, for example, you know, I have say a, a, a very limited amount of uh, media I can consume as a result of a certain disability. You know, maybe don't be quite so preachy about someone who only has that option. Exactly. Ultimately, it's not them that you have the problem with; it's the company. So yeah. maybe like, punch up. That's, the, that's, that's the thing I, I think at the end of the day I'm trying to get across is like, you know, make the ethical choices where you can, but also have some uh, understanding for the fact that like sometimes groups of people, often disabled people or poor people, yeah. will be in positions where they are not in the position to, you know, spend the more money on the more ethically sourced uh, sourced food or yeah, to, yeah. you know, shop with a company that, that uh, treats its workers better yeah. and, you know, bear those situations in mind and be angry at capitalism don't be angry at the people who are forced into 
you know, dealing with shitty companies because yeah. they're the ones they, they can deal with. Yeah, I mean, you absolutely get this a lot in uh, in veganism, especially yeah. with, you know, um, uh, white middle-class people, let's be honest. Um, you know, they're yeah. going, oh, we, you know, you know, simply must eat uh, the organic, it must be this, it must be yeah. that, it must be the other. It's like, listen, if I ate like that, I could maybe afford one meal a month. And as yeah. it is, I'm pushing to spend, you know, to make my money go as far as possible, given how much yeah. exp- how expensive everything well, else I mean, is. I mean, on the vegan front, sometimes it's even just a matter of the vegan meat alternatives uh, are, are more expensive than the cheap uh, version in, in the, you know, cheapy meat version. Yeah. And, you know, if I want to keep my family fed, sometimes that's just not an option to yeah. make. And it's at, like, you know... At my poorest, you know, I could make a bag of 24 crisps that cost me a pound last a week. Yeah. That might be everything I could eat. Yeah. But people would just be like, oh, you know, fat bastard, you know, oh, eating crisps again, is it? Yeah, all right. And yeah. like, but, you know, sometimes... The cheapest, the least good, the least nutritionally, uh, you know, least, valuable, least ethically are, done are, stuff are, yeah. are the things that are available and are affordable to, yeah. to, to people in in you know those sort of circumstances. Yeah. That's that's the thing, you know. Just be, be be aware of other people's circumstances and the privilege that sometimes is being able to make the ethical choices. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <sighs> Hug, mate. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> yeah. Ah, yeah. Good, 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 Yes. You're going to have a book any minute now. I mean, yeah, by the time that people hear this, it might be out already or just not, got, depending on when you hear tum-tum. it. Tum-tum. Yeah, the it's... The tum-tum's there, the book is, the book is in. The book and, baby is ready. The baby is ready to imminent, imminent. Yeah. Uh, do babies, do babies baby. hatch? Yeah. You put your hand on my stomach as if I was going to give birth and yeah. then describe them hatching. Yeah. That's how books work. That's how books work. That's how books they hatch work. out of your tum-tum. You give, you give birth to an egg that hatch. Yeah, when two lesbians love each other very much <laughs> and one of them is really creative and smart and good and funny and talented. <laughs> Me and my dysphoria monster, it's out August 18th, which might be in the past if you're listening to this when it goes up for everyone or slightly in the future if you're listening to it early access on Jane's Patreon. Yeah. Uh, Me and my dysphoria monster, it's an illustrated children's book that talks about dysphoria through a sort of child-appropriate lens um, that tries to give a sort of positive, hopeful outlook while giving language for something that, that can be quite difficult to verbalise when mm-hmm. you're young. It's uh, adorable and beautiful and beautifully illustrated and and you did good words in it and it has a little explainer for adults in the back. Yeah, I'm very proud of it. It... By the time you hear this, there's a very good chance it will be out August 18th. You might just be able to go into a bookshop and find it. Go and get it. It's great. We get it wherever the books happen to be. Mm-hmm. It'll be there. Yeah. I'm very proud of this one. It's got oh, pictures yeah. in it and everything. It does. And those pictures are beautiful. Yeah, I like those pictures. Uh, what about you? Where are you at on the internet? Me? Well, yeah. we've done a book together. <gasps> we have. We did a different book. What's it's, that? It's called Who Hunts the oh. Whale? And it's a... Basically, what if Supremacy Software, but someone was working at Supremacy Software, and as we all know, Supremacy Software is horrible. But what if that person didn't know that when they started there, and now they're trying to seek justice? Yeah. Or maybe they're just very scared of of all the horror. 
I mean, also, I mean both justice. can be true. They can be, and all the quirky and wonderful people they meet that uh, aren't in that boardroom. Yeah, I love I love those characters. We've got some wonderful characters. Yeah, and and they've got names. Yeah. You might not know that if you only listen to this podcast. Yeah, there are named characters. There are lots of named characters in this Yeah. Because they may just give characters names. Characters needed names, apparently. Uh, oh. uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, and also... If you are listening to this, you might uh, just have a nanosecond of time to uh, get your your name in the book. Yeah, if you, you want to pre-order it over at unbound.com slash book slash whale. Yeah. Or there'll be a link in the description with a better, more accurate link. Yeah. And um, yeah, you can get your name in the book. You can get all sorts of cool swag. Smudge could nuzzle the microphone stand. Hey, yeah, baby. Um, yeah, you you can you can get your name in the book. This is your last chance to do it. The, You've got the until chance for that closes on the August twenty first. Yeah. yeah. So mm. if you want your name in the back of every copy of that book that's ever sold, right? Uh, you can do that by pledging your support and getting the copy. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I'm at Patreon.com/slash/StonedMonkeyRadio. <gasps> Please send me your dollar. A dollar is 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 really life changing especially give, if give me a, a bunch dollar, of you a dollar a dollar is what i need a dollar a dollar dollars all i need uh yeah um and especially if they happen to be dollars because the exchange rate is is pretty weak uh, right now it's so. practically fucking one to one right now it is right whoops yeah so if you happen to be somewhere where the dollar is good you could you could support me for less than it might usually be yeah. And I would still be able to pay my web hosting bills, which are coming out soon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I should really write more things on that website, uh, which is stonemonkeyradio.blog. Check it out if you want some reviews of board games that I have done a year or so ago. Yeah. Um, I made some music under the name Bedroom Programmer. <gasps> yes, you did. You can check that out. Also, janiac.redbubble.com, because you can get t-shirts that I have designed such as the neurospicy chart. Oh, you How want the neurospicy? Nando- are you the de- the 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 spicy spice chart? Yeah, the Nando spice chart, but for brain spice. But for how spicy that how neurodiversity? spicy that neurodiversity though, right? Uh, you could get uh, a very relatable horse, which may or may not be related to who owns the whale. Very I couldn't horse. possibly say. Uh, I think that's everything. So, Laura, <gasps> yeah, sing us out, please, darling. Until next time, be a stranger. Like the thought that you just the way you get into the flop verse is just where you're standing. You just commit Flopped. commit to flopping. Yeah. Uh, oh, there we are. Oh, oh god, oh god, oh god! I can feel the tension rising. There's not even anyone that close to me, but already, yeah. Well, I read that while you were out shopping. It was like, <laughs> I wonder what the chances are that you are having a bad time at the shops. <laughs> I didn't know whether it was appropriate to message you and go, I hope the shops are okay. I hadn't even got to the shops. I was just like, oh God. I wasn't sure if that would draw attention to it if I messaged you going, however I've tied her. (laughs) (laughs) You're shit. I was like, could be funny, could be not. I'd I'd managed to get over it by the time I managed to write it down. Yeah, yeah, okay. It's like, take it easy, breathe. Think, think, you're going to turn it into a skit. It's going to be great content. (laughs) 
the content creator's way. I'm having a terrible time, but it's going to make for great content. <laughs> Magnetize your suffering. Right. Isn't that what all creatives do? <laughs>